This is the Variety Sports Network created for the fans, by the fans. Now to your host, it's tonight's show. And we are live. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. I got Brian, the main man Johnson with me. I'm your host, Darren Breyer here. Brian, a lot to get into this week. Episode 150 here on Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. Hard to believe that you uh, we've made it all the way there to number 150. We've got the NFL preseason. We'll kind of talk about it a little bit. We'll get the 94 uh, Niners conversation we'll get into as well. I got a shout out, Brian, though, right away. You got to see what Terrell got me for Umbrellas yeah. and Sports. Yeah. The, the six shirt. It has all my teams on it. So definitely got to rock that. I was uh, appreciate Terrell. He was on with you guys, TMB, this week, right? Yeah. And then we did that fancy football draft with him on Friday. Yeah. I was able to jump on like with you guys for 20 minutes uh, on that show on Tuesday. That was fun. You guys had a good, a good show that day. And then, right. You're right. We did do the fancy football draft on Friday. Uh, that was fun doing that one. I love how everybody feels like they always have the best team too. Yeah, exactly. You don't know until <laughs> you really see how the players produce, but I'm actually excited. We got two, two more weeks and our, our teams are officially ready to go for week one. For you, what you've always said, it's like Christmas day, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Christmas day for you. Um, yeah, so got to shout out the guys over at Variety Sports Network over there. Everybody's doing a good job over there. Saturday showdown, the show's doing good. Out of your falcon mind, they're doing a great job with their podcast over there. Far to the bench, they're doing a good job. I'm going to go on briefly with Jimmy today uh, to promote our uh, Talk of the Gridiron show that we're going to do later tonight. Uh, that We got football back, Brian. It's officially back, like we said. So we're going to start up talking the Gridiron again. So he's going to be on there as well. Got a shout we, out. We, we got your boy going tonight, Derek Carr against Houston. Oh, the biceps. His car car's not playing. He's not even playing today. It's probably not even going. So I got to shout out all those guys. Everybody's working hard over here at the at uh, VSN. Uh, you guys doing your uh, your TMB podcast. Then got to shout out some of the other shows like uh, Three the Hardaway. Uh, my guy C Wood. My always my guy Ant out in Memphis. Always thinking about him. The hot weather out there, cooking and stuff like that. So hope he's doing good out there. And then uh, we're just trying to make a move here, talking the gridiron uh, starting up tonight. So that will be really fun. Looking forward to getting in a rhythm there with Jimmy on that. Uh, we got a big show planned ahead for tonight, too, opening one. So it'll be good to have everybody joining us this week. Brian, I got to start out the show, though, with a little bit of just like, you know, the reason we started Fat Boy Fadeaway for me was just to kind of give us a platform to like talk about whatever and lead to whatever the conversations come to. It usually is going to be sports. 95% of the time with us. I mean, that's just the way we've always talked to each other. Our, our friends have always talked to each other. But, you know, in the midst of those things, we do have real life things that happen, you know what I mean, that come up with us. And sometimes, you know, we don't we don't always want to talk about on uh, this platform. But I do want to like just for a minute to shout out this young lady. Uh, her name was Destiny Kate. She lived in our area here. She grew up. She lived in Healdsburg. She went to the school I coached at or uh, and worked at. Uh, and I was her PE teacher for about a year and a half over there at Windsor Christian Academy. And she passed away this summer, July 4th at 15. And she had, uh, I think I, I'm going to kind of probably mess up the name a little bit, but Ostrosarno uh, bone, uh, it's a bone cancer. And um, yeah, so she, she passed away uh, this year and she had a two year battle with it, Johnson. But the reason I want to bring it up is because I always feel like with, with things like in your life, with her, I only knew her for such a short period of time. And I wouldn't even say her parents would even know who I am. Like, seriously, like if we read, they maybe would recognize me, but 
you know, I was her PE coach for a short time and then she got diagnosed and was in and out of school a lot. But I, I, I have this image of her. I remember right before she got diagnosed, she couldn't run a lot of the last because uh, it was in her knee. That was where her main or the pain was before they found out about it. And I just remember her, she couldn't run the laps. And I just, so we would get, we would talk a lot because they, she couldn't run them. So it came to do pull-up test day. And I just kind of assumed she wasn't going to, you know, be doing the pull-up test out there with it. And she ends up doing 12 pull-ups. And I remember, I remember thinking in my head at that moment, like, I don't know why I just thought like, wow, that was like, just kind of stood out to me a little bit. Like the way she kind of grinded out 12 pull. I mean, grinded out 12 pull. And if you've done 12 pull-ups, that's a lot. That's not very good. Yeah. So that's a later, lot. Gets, two weeks later, she gets diagnosed with that cancer. And I just kind of, that moment has, has always stuck with me with her. And so I guess I bring that up to say, I guess a young lady that only lived 15 years, you know what I mean? Lived it very well. And I know I went to the service yesterday. There was over 300 people there with it. And she made a big impact on a lot of people. She was a wonderful young lady. And uh, I just had the privilege to kind of get to know her. And I just wanted to shout out her and her family. And obviously somebody, you know, when I, well, obviously with knowing, you know, Derek went through cancer treatment, not that process mm-hmm. that me Anna had to go through with him going to UCSF, knowing she went to UCSF and obviously our son was able to make, came out of it. Um, it's hard not to think of a, a world where it could have been a lot different for us as well. And so I, it was hard for me not to think about their family a lot yesterday and, uh, you know, the dad and the mom and just uh, the brother and sister. Because, like you said, 15, you know, she's just a young lady right there getting – she's just getting started. And so um, it's a lot to process. Yeah, yeah I it mean, was, it's always really sad when somebody dies that young because they, they haven't really had any chance to sell, to go through life. And that's the one thing I kind of wanted to emphasize with that is even though she didn't – and some of us say we haven't done very much in 75 years or however long we're on our life. That's what the, the thing I kind of just took, took away from yesterday for 50, for only being on being on this earth for 15 years. Um, she really she impacted a lot of people and uh, she definitely impacted me for the short time I got to know her as well. So I don't know. I just felt like felt like she deserved a shout out on this on this podcast. And uh, just wanted to uh, just tell you, Destiny, that we're, we're going to miss you here. So uh, I appreciate I appreciate everything you brought to. But to but to but to our school over at Windsor Christian Academy. So, yeah, uh, prayers uh, up. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And um, she gave uh, her bones to the research there at UCSF, so they're going to use that to hopefully find a cure for that cancer. Um, yeah. So that you can see where her mind was at always with that stuff, thinking about giving and stuff like that. So. I uh, just wanted to say that out before we obviously get into our usual sports topics like we always talk about and stuff like that. I know that's going to be kind of a weird transition for us from that. But with that said, I do know that she would want us to, <laughs> to keep going with things and keep moving forward. And exactly. uh, so I just want, to, just want to shout that out for our community here, especially in Sonoma County. So shout out to your des- to Destiny there. Um, so, yeah, Brian. Uh, with that said, that's real life there. That's real things uh, that happens. We all go and uh, so. Um, but with that said, let's make that tough transition from that to uh, to the NFL to sports starting up a little bit because we do have um, NFL two Sundays away from here, right? We have that coming yeah. right down the, and that's something that you love very much and I love very much is the NFL. Everybody on their Sunday mornings getting ready to watch the games. 
the Niners, we've been talking about them a lot this this preseason going into the year, all the things with Lance, and we'll get into that more here. But what were you wanted to kind of talk about the 94 Niners comparing to this team? I thought that was kind of an interesting point when you discussed that earlier this week that you wanted to bring that up. What did you mean by that? I feel like it's a win now roster, and it's similar to that team because they fell short two years in a row in the NFC championship game. Obviously, it was against the same team, the Cowboys, but the Niners are kind of in the same like situation where it's like they have to kind of get it done this year because I've even heard reports that York is like he wants a championship this year from this roster. But do you? The only difference for me is you guys don't have as many. Do you feel like you? I mean, you guys do have superstars, but you don't have that superstar at the quarterback position like you have with Young. So that's where the comparison for me gets a little tough. But I hear you on the rest of the roster. But but I mean, even with Young, like I guess he wasn't considered a superstar at that time because everybody was comparing him to Montana. So that's why I feel like it is kind of a little bit similar. No, I hear you. There was there was some of that, but Young did have a little bit more playing time, obviously, than than Purdy did. But Purdy is pretty hyped, getting pretty hyped up at this point. I like you have the McCaffrey, you have the Waters angle, you have the good wide receivers, you have the good wide receivers. Then obviously, probably Rice and Taylor a little better than I use and Samuel. No doubt about that. And I feel like we picked up Hargrave, and it kind of reminds me of they had um, a guy named that they picked up from the Saints called his last name was Jackson, and it kind of feel similar no, no that's a good i uh we got a guy here doug check it in let's go guys have a good show appreciate that man we got we got a lot to get in here they've been killing it on the saturday showdown so i want to definitely i would like we shouted you guys out a few minutes ago as well you guys been doing great with that um brian also with that comparison the defense i feel like this defense is better than that one though or do you would you disagree because you had sanders at that point and you had or did you say that defense was way better and i'm crazy no, I think this defense was better. The I would definitely say the 94 Niners were probably con- considered more of an offensive team than defense. Now, uh, I mean, you guys did have great defensive players, though. You had Bryant Young. You had you had Merton Hanks, one of my favorites of all time on that team. You had and, then you, and then you had Eric Davis. He was a great corner. He was a really good corner on that team. So, I don't know. I would say there maybe was a case that you guys could had a better team. But I think you just – the Bosa angle initially makes it feel like the Niners are a little bit, uh, uh, maybe a little better defense now. But I, I maybe would argue I would take that one because the Sanders, you have Sanders and Eric Davis. You guys don't have secondary play like that now. Isn't that the big concern with the Niners, the secondary play? No, I mean, I I feel Chavirius Chiv- Ward is a very good corner. and Not I feel better like- than Sanders. Yeah, I mean, not better than Sanders, but I would definitely say he's at an Eric Davis type level. Uh, on the football stuff, what's some of your other takeaways here from the NFL wrapping up? We got Jacobs finally signing with my Raiders. Yeah, exactly. He signed that one-year tender, and then he's going to be ready for week one. I think that um, – Better be ready for week one. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it, it just gets to a point where you're just going to lose too much money holding out. And I always say it's about running back. The problem is usually when they hold out, their career does not get better on the field. They'll still make money, but they're like, they kind of like lose a step. It always seems like even if they sit out. So we got car. I got, I got Jacobs now back with the Raiders. That's a big, that's a big one. Now we had to have him back to have any chance to go there with David. And, and, you know, cause now you, know, you have Adams, you have Jacob, you have Renfro, you have Myers. Like you're like, okay, we got some weapons around us a little bit. We'll see how the other pieces step up for the Raiders around there. Uh, what's some other storylines you got Johnson? 
Um, I just I liked what I saw from Anthony Richardson this this preseason. I thought yeah. he showed, he showed me some things at the Colts, and he was kind of mocking the Eagles the last game, doing that Eagles thing. I feel like but, that's why you like it more. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was kind of ballsy to do that as a rookie, and I was just like. <laughs> I was kind of impressed with that. <laughs> yeah, you were probably impressed with it because anything making fun of the Eagles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you probably anything. You'll probably, he's probably now your favorite player. I should get you a Richardson jersey now just for that. If they if he beats him, uh, no, I tell you, it's definitely ballsy to do that, especially in the preseason. Um, I, I, I'm guessing they don't play each other in the regular season this year. That would be no. a that would be a takeaway for me on that one. So yeah, he ends the holdout there. Um, the thing with the Eagles, too, is I, I do you think the Eagles are going to be able to stay as explosive as they were last year? Or you think it's going to be even better? Um, I just have to. With the running back situation to me is so weird. Like you have the two great wide receivers. It's not like weird. It's just, I don't know, it's unique. They have like three guys that like they always seem like two of them have a reputation of always getting hurt. And so I don't know. And then, 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 they, then, then they lost that one guy to the Panthers. What was his name? Sanders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They lost the You know, I hear you. They, he went to the Panthers, but and he was a good running back for him. Like, so they've always had this kind of different way of uh, doing things like that. Do you think the Cowboys? I mean, I mean I, people aren't saying this, but usually the team that does lose in the Super Bowl doesn't have as great of a year. So I think that could come into. I mean, I, I don't think it happens, but I'm just saying that's usually what happens. What do you think about. Our guy, let's get into it for a second. Your your boy Trey Lance, he finally gets traded. Um, he finally get he kind of he goes to the Cowboys out of all the teams he goes to. I think it was, I think the Niners even said it was about time. It maybe was one of the worst handled situ, situations I've ever seen by like a, a franchise. Just the way they draft. I mean, I know he was hurt. It just I don't know. It was just a weird Brian the way they did it. I like what Robert Griffin said. I'm going to talk about it more on talking the gridiron tonight, tonight, but. The 49, he says uh, the 49ers have given up three first-round picks to move up and draft Trey Lance is the worst draft day move of all time. This is Robert Griffin in the third saying this. Only reason Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch aren't fired is they hit on the last pick of last year's draft in Brock Purdy. Now Trey has been traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a first-round pick. What an unbelievable ending to the Trey Lance era in San Francisco. What do you make of that? I don't know. I just feel like I'm in the same boat with most of the fans where I just say, I don't know. I just expected more from Trey. And I felt like at the end of the day, if I felt it was just a disappointing situation. Very odd. Thanks, John, for tuning in here up to 150. We can't believe we made it there already. So we can't believe we made it to 150. So appreciate you guys uh, tuning in here a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I, Brian, I see. I think you need to. I think you need to rethink about where your brain was on this eight months ago. I'm going to kill you a little bit here for a minute because you wanted him as your quarterback. I remember this going into like what mini April mini camps and stuff like that. You're like, this guy it has to be number two. He's got to be number two. He's got to beat out Sam Darnold. We can't have Sam Darnold be number two. We were making fun of Darnold because Papa was saying he has the greatest arm in nine years history, which still sounds ridiculous to say at any level. And now he's not even on the roster. He couldn't beat out Sam Darnold. The Niners, I do should Lynch and Shanahan take more crap for this? Are they just getting bailed out from Purdy? Is that what it comes down to? I don't know. I don't put this on Shanahan. I put it more on Lynch. How can it not be on Shanahan though? He had to have some say in this, don't you think? 
I mean, at the end of the day, he's the coach, and he might have had insight on who the, we thought they should have drafted. But, I mean, it was really Lynch, the guy that took Lance. So I think he's the guy who's responsible. But why would he trade up and give up as much as he did unless he talks to his quote-unquote QB guru and says, hey, do you want me to make this trade to get Lance? Do you think they wanted Lance? Do you think they actually would? You think they should have just stayed and stuck with Mac Attack? Like, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I, I, I do you think they wanted somebody else? I mean, I mean, I think I forget it went, who went number two in that draft. Uh, Zach you know, Wilson. Zach Wilson. Well, that one you would have missed out on that one. <laughs> that would have been a different type of pick. That would have been a different. <laughs> I, I mean, going going into the draft, I actually wanted Justin Fields. So yeah, I thought that was the guy they should have took. Yeah, no, no doubt. That Lance pick, though, Johnson, that's got to be one of the worst ones in Niners history, though. If you look back at the what they actually gave up to what they they got a fourth round pick back for him, you get my, you know what I mean? You know, so unless they but, hit but on I mean, that, but you, but you think of it like if they hadn't had taken Lance and they took Mac Jones, would they even took Purdy? So I okay. guess it kind of worked out. Okay, yes, but I'm going to say this, and that's why I compared it. I know this is a bat. We do basketball in here. That's why this situation to me reminds me a lot of James Wiseman, who was center for the Warriors, and they drafted number two overall, and I think the same exact year or the year before Lance in the in the NBA draft. He gets hurt a lot. He doesn't get in very many games at all, and then they end up giving up on the talent. My point is this: just like the Warriors this year, what did they need in the playoffs? A center. They needed depth at center. They didn't have them. They gave that up. My thing with the Niners is, okay, Purdy looks good. He looks the part in five games. But let's say he does get injured again, right? You have no – is Darnold – then you have Darnold as your next guy. I think the one thing for Lance that has to be the most alarming is that's – that they the Niners felt like they had to just get rid of him at this point because he showed no signs of talent. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like maybe it was the same thing with Wiseman that the coaches were just not impressed with him enough to put him in games. <laughs> do, the, do the Cowboys have the best QB room now in the league? I thought that was one of the most ridiculous posts I've ever seen. <laughs> and they put up a lot of ridiculous stuff, but that was one of the worst. I don't know, Johnson. To me, it's very fascinating. It's like, for, like I said, I know he's just a backup quarterback at this point, but given the Niners, you had to give up so much for him. And just the fact that the – that Shanahan and Lynch aren't really going to pay the price for it because they made up for it in drafting Purdy. Um, but but I mean, don't, don't you think so far in the preseason that Purdy looks like he could be the real deal? But just not like, even preseason last year, he I'll give him in a regular season that he looked like the yeah. real deal. I know he is. I just I'm more fascinated with the land side of it and just yeah. how the Niners blew that and giving up all those picks for it. Like they just totally mismanaged what they thought Lance was going to be. Just totally mismanagement, and that happens at quarterback. I get it. Christian Ponder back in the day. I just, I just, I look, I look back and I go, it was a head scratching move for a win now team to take a project quarterback. That no, is, I, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the part with it. But you, at that time, you guys didn't have a quarterback, so I get it. Hey, J Brian, real quick, just to go over some of the week one games that kind of like, kind of, I was thinking about. We have, we got Carolina at Atlanta, we got Cincinnati at Cleveland, Jacksonville at. Indianapolis out of those three which one kind of intrigues you the most Jacksonville Indianapolis because it's going to be uh Anthony Richardson's first start as a, a as an NFL player and then you get you got him against uh Lawrence 
So it's like the two intriguing young teams coming up in the AFC. I like the rookie matchup of Bijan versus uh, uh, Young uh, in that first with the Carolina Atlanta one. That'll be kind of interesting to see how those two rookies perform in that game. Um, Bengals at Browns, it, the team or team or I always like that matchup bit more in Cincinnati for some reason. Uh, another so, matchup. So is uh, Burrow supposed to play? I, I think so, right? I haven't heard yeah. otherwise. Yeah. And then right. you. You got Tampa at New Orleans or Tennessee at New Orleans. I mean, come on, Tennessee. Let's beat Derek Carr. That's the game. That's the most <laughs> uh, random game I'll, I've been rooting for the Titans so far. <laughs> and, then the, and then the Ravens play Houston. That should be kind of intriguing. Because, uh, yeah, the rookie quarterback. I mean, Jackson should get off to a good start. I, I, the rookie from Houston is the one I'm looking for, the defensive player. Uh, uh, we'll help and, you with and, Anderson, and, uh, right? Uh, and then, of course, on primetime, we always got to have Dallas versus the Giants. It's ridiculous. I don't understand this, John. At least, <laughs> at least it's not the Commanders versus like uh, the Commanders versus the Giants. Daniel Jones, I think he's going to have one of the biggest falls in the NFL this year. Yeah, I just don't see him doing a repeat of performance of what he did last year. Does he have one of the greatest highlight videos where he's runs and trips over his own feet when he gets close to the t- I mean, like that's got to be one of the that's got to be one of the best ones. Tighten up, baby. Yes, we need the tight to tighten and up. And then we and then we got your Raiders playing the Broncos. Oh man, I don't know. In 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 Denver, I never like that. Never like play. It, I always want to win in Denver the most. Those are the ones that matter. The, the last the last time Jimmy was in Denver, he stepped out of balance. So Philadelphia. Although the game that to me is the most kind of. Exciting one though is the it's in the afternoon is Miami at Chargers. I think yeah, that one could be. Good I think game. that could be a high scoring game. Because you sure. got Tua versus Herbert. Yeah, and you guys got, you got all the receivers in Miami. You got like kind of the the way that both coaches like to play their style. And then just one other one that kind of just kind of is on my mind is Green Bay at Chicago. So we'll kind of see if those ones kind of make uh, make and our way. Do you, think, do you think the Lions have any chance to go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs? I think there's a chance they could do that for sure. I do yeah. think there's a chance on the first. The, sometimes the first game is always a weird one. You know what I mean? Like there's the, the first game always is a little different. Like, well, I just feel like, man, Kansas City is a hard place to win. It is. Oh, gosh, yes, it is. Whenever <laughs> the Raiders would get a win there, I'm telling you, that that that, that always meant a little bit. I remember one year when we were the Niners and, you know, it was Jimmy's first year as a starter. That was that was the game where he blew his ACL. In. That's the thing with the Kansas. Everything always seems to go wrong there. Exactly. I, I mean, I remember the game Jeff George got sacked like nine times on ESPN Sunday night there. And like the oh, yeah. Derek, Derek Thomas had like six of them. I was like, God, I'd sack, I'd sack, I'd sack. I just remember we got to a really bad start. Mahomes was just like hawking it on us and kept getting touchdowns. Well, that's no shock there. That's going to happen. We got Monday night. We got Buffalo at Jets. So they're not doing the double header. I realized for week one, they're doing it for week two this year. Kind of oh, a little yeah, really change it up. It's kind of a little different twist that the NFL pulled at us this week. They they went uh they went there with it. So to me, the worst game for the what we say the worst game, Johnson. Uh, is what we got Philadelphia at New England. Is that if we give it Brian? Are we gonna give Adam a bad time? No, Arizona at Washington. Even though Art Howe looked good, I'm sorry, I call him Art Howe. Okay, and then I heard I heard some report that Arizona is thinking about not even playing Murray. That they just want to tank for the number one pick. To get Caleb Williams. Did we see this picture? Did you see this picture going around of Murray wearing basically it looked like a sports bra? My gosh, what are we doing? How does that help you throw the ball better? What are we doing? 
I felt like Arizona just gave oh. away Simmons for nothing to the Giants. <laughs> yeah, that was that one too. I was just like, what are we doing, Mr. Murray? What are we doing? Who allows you to step out of the locker room like that as your teammate? Um, all right, so those are those are kind of some of the NFL preseason takeaways we had. Like we said, finally preseason's over, Johnson, right? We got a game today. I think today's the last game. Yeah, we right? get a chance to see um, our boy uh, Derek Carr. And then the Houston quarterback before he starts the season. Yeah, and then we get ready for two weeks. And then we got, again, 50 push-ups on the line. Exactly. The Giants are the Niners versus the Steelers. To me, that's the biggest game of the week, obviously. I, I, would think it, I would think it makes you a little bit nervous the way Purdy's looked a couple weeks. I think you're hoping he, he was going to struggle. Bosa's not signed yet. I'm hoping for a thunderstorm, another thunderstorm in Pittsburgh right before. <laughs> another, we may so, you want, so you want another mud bowl for week one? <laughs> another mud bowl for week one. Come on, TJ Watt, step it up. I need you to get those sacks. Come on, step. I need Brian to do 50 push-ups on the air right here. On the, I, I think it's interesting that the Niners just sat McCaffrey all preseason. That's oh, that's you, something like the Chargers did with uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. At this point, you don't play them in any exactly. games. You don't play them in any games. Uh, all right, hey, Johnson, you want to go to a question of the week or you got some more NFL stuff? Um, just, you know, I do have to be honest. I I have watched some Raiders preseason. It looks like your defense is going to be a lot better. So maybe that's what it takes to start winning games. And you do, as long as you have a good defense, it seems like Jimmy always produces. So. We gotta get, like I said, Jimmy makes other people around him better. That's what <laughs> his level of play makes everybody else have to raise their game. I am very questioning it still, though, because they're not going against the starters in the starting lineup. Yeah, you know, exactly. they're not going against the starter offensive line. So I can't give the defensive line that much credit yet. It, it and and Jimmy all time is one in seven against Russell Wilson. So we'll see what happens. Not something I'm looking forward to on that one. Please beat Denver. Please beat Denver. Please beat Denver. Please beat Denver. I hate losing to Denver and Kansas City. The two teams I hate losing the most to uh, are those two teams, no doubt about it. Uh, that's why when I was up with Terrell, every time I had like a Denver thing, I was like, no, not going to go with Denver. Not going with Denver. A question of the week here. Um, is fantasy football taking – has it changed the world? I really, I mean this. I was thinking about this the other day when I was when we were doing our draft on Friday night, and uh, I'm in like two two leagues right now. going to be in a couple a couple more with you. Uh, with you. Um, we do, we do it, I feel like it really has changed the world. People say gambling has changed the world, like with, the, with football and stuff, but like I feel like that was always kind of there. But when fantasy football came in in like 2000, 2001, mainstream where it was easy to do, ESPN and Yahoo – I mean, I feel like that took football to just NFL football just to a completely no, another level. Because then you have people like my wife who never would be interested in NFL, you know, kind of following the games on Sunday. I don't know. To me, it's just, it's insane, Johnson. Yeah, I mean, they created a show on FX about, you know. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> about these people that do like a returning league and they have they had some big trophy and it was all about fantasy football. It was kind of crazy. Okay, here are 10 short statistics that highlight the massive popularity of fantasy football in 2023. Over 60 million people play fantasy football in the United States alone, just in the United wow. States. The average fantasy football player spends nine hours per week managing their team. 
Fancy football generates over $7 billion in revenue annually, and 80% of football players are male. So that gives you an idea of the demographic there. Uh, the average fancy football player is 35. I'm 39. fit that one as well. Over 70% of fancy football players participate in multiple leagues, and uh, over 90% of fancy football players use social media to, to discuss their team. So just – Gives you an idea of some of the like, and what well, the other one too I found interesting, Brian, is the now there's over a hundred thousand jobs dedicated to fantasy football. So that gives you an idea of like, yeah, just, I mean, because now you got the daily fantasy that you can do, uh, you know. I remember when fantasy football like first got started, ESPN. I was so excited, like I think I was like a sophomore in high school, and I had my I had my dad. He gave me his credit card to pay for it on ESPN. It was like sixteen ninety nine for a team. You had to actually go on there, pay, put your number on. There's like 2001. I was such a big deal. He let me do that. Like such a big deal. Like you have no idea. Like you get that $17 said like, let me do a thing. I probably spent much more than nine hours a week dedicated to that team. Thank you, <laughs> Priest Holmes and Curtis Martin for getting me a fantasy football t-shirt and a sticker. And I, I, I got to look to see if I can still have it. But uh, that was a big deal. So, uh, sophomore year winning that. Uh, I don't even know who I played in that ESPN public league. No idea. Probably beat some other 35 year olds that didn't know I was in high school there. But uh, anyways, I just think looking at that and then just the way it's gone, fancy football, I guarantee most people have three teams. I guarantee most people have three teams. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but I, I know most years I have over five teams. So, <laughs> do, so sometimes do, I'll just do you do actually like, manage five teams though. Like, do you really feel like, yeah, you I mean, sometimes five? I'll, sometimes I'll do like, draft lobbies on espn and just draft random teams to get ready for my for our money league that we do every year yeah no i get that i used to do that with especially with baseball all the time that was one i used to do all the time so anyway fancy football is awesome we have the draft friday night we're going to do another one here hopefully with the vsn guys here shortly uh as well my guy terrell we're in your league i want to get the ring uh, he gives out rings he gives out a big, oh, really? got a big giant ring out there so i gotta i gotta pay my dues first but that's the big one i got i, I gotta get that league with it uh george teague in the league you got obviously even uh -huh. more personal with the niners thing right but so at the <laughs> knock it out to you at the cowboys so i thought that was funny that he's in the league as well so it should be fun tyler's in it too that's C. Henry in it. A few other guys that we know as well. So Brian, uh, another Brian Jones, uh, Johnson. No, he's Brian Jones is in the league there too. So uh, Brian, that's our question of the week brought to you by V uh, by Row One Brand. Use that code VSP15. You'll get off 15% in the art gallery, maybe an NFL preseason picture, right? And maybe then, and then we, we, have, we have our other money league on Thursday, and it's two, two, 250 for first place. Whoa, Johnson, you're talking about that's the least can get me to back and forth to work three times. Um, exactly. All right, Brian, what's your NBA fact of the week? I'm going to go um, Giannis, the Greek freak, says he will not sign another extension unless they're title contenders. Breaking news there. I like it. An NBA player saying he will not sign unless they – Unless they're NBA title contenders, shocking development there in the NBA, Johnson. That is a good NBA fact of the week, Brian. This point in NBA, it's kind of dead. Other than we do have FIFA NBA going on right now, I do have a little that I haven't got to watch too much of it. Somebody posed the question: Could this team win an NBA title? I'd say it better should it better win an NBA title, even though it doesn't really have a center on it. I'd say the depth is too good, um, Brian. Some news and notes. That's what we can pass on. We got some random stuff going on around the league. Um, 
I just real quick with college football, USC, they, uh, they destroy San Jose state. And I like, I, San Jose state. I mean, like some of these cupcakes, they get thrown out for week one, right? Like I, I, thought, they, I, I thought they kind of struggled a little bit. I was kind of disappointed as much as hype as they've gotten is to win the national championship. And shouldn't you be just demolishing San Jose state? I mean, they, they ended up winning by over 20. They were up by it, yeah. right? But, I mean, and Williams, obviously, uh, is going to get a lot of hype for the Heisman again because he won it last year. Um, I don't know how I feel about USC or any of those teams winning the actual championship now at this point. Does it even matter? Um, yes, and then you had Notre Dame playing against Navy in uh, Ireland. Oh, man, I, I, they I got if, demolished Navy. Yeah, they, when they have one completion, I saw they got the first one in like the fourth quarter. I the best part was the, the the Dan Patrick show. They were filming it live out there in Ireland, and Will Ferrell was one of the Danettes for two straight days. So that was they had some good stuff on there with the Dan Patrick. And then, show. And then there always seems to be a team that's overranked to start the season. And oh I, yeah, I was looking at the rankings. I saw Florida State's eighth in the country. I was like, was this the Bobby Bowden days? Is there a better uniform than Florida State? I mean, the uniforms they rock. I mean, is there a cleaner? Is there? A, I don't know if there's a better uniform in college. You give me that. You give me that uniform. I'm gonna take it all day long. That, and they play. They play LSU. Actually, the Pierre Warwick ones. That, that those old ones, right? Yeah, they play yeah. LSU next Sunday. See, next week. That's when the games. Yeah. I like how they had it on VSN. They called it Week Zero. That's a good way for it. It wasn't really any big games <laughs> like that. Like, would you have Ohio playing out there as well? Cal and Stanford, they haven't – it looked like they were going to go to the ACC. That looks like they might go to the Big 12. It would be hilarious if they played in the Atlantic Coast Conference. I mean, Cal on the all the way out there, like, yeah, playing peak in North Carolina. I don't know. The whole thing's a mess. It just it, – I get it. Like, I think Cal and Stanford really want to get into a league more for the Olympic sports. I'm serious, other than the Big 3 sports. Like, that's why I don't think they want to do, like, the Mountain West thing. Because I don't think they yeah. think those schools are going to be able to keep up in those areas. They might be able to keep up in the big three sports, but they won't be able to keep up in the others. And I know that's ridiculous to say, but that's how Cal and Stanford do things. They're just not. There's not college. They're not your typical college town teams. That's not the way that it's. There's always yeah. It would just be. Right. It would be crazy for two West Coast teams in the ACC. Calvers Wake Forest yearly. I just like <laughs> I don't know Calvers Wake Forest in basketball. It just sounds weird to me. But it would be cool to have like Calvers Duke or Calvers North Carolina. I'm not gonna lie about that. That would be sick to go to a game out here for that. That I that'd be up for. Um, so we had that was uh, football getting started. The NIL and still it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I get it, but I it it is kind of it just doesn't that do the same for me with college sports. The more I I just look at it. I get it for the player, though. Um, I'm glad they're maybe not getting taken advantage of like they were. If you go to baseball real quick, uh, Adams Rangers are just falling off the face of the earth right now. He's blaming Bruce Bochy for not putting Chapman as, as the closer for a few of these and leaving Willie, Will Smith in as the closer. And he's getting He's been blowing a few games. The Mariners have come back to tie the division, Brian. They've come all the wow. way back to tie the division. They've passed the Astros, too. I, I, yeah, I did notice the Guardians were playing the Dodgers, and they got demolished in that series. But, man, nobody was showing up to their games. Sell the team, right? Sell the team right there. Also, you remember Rajma – I forgot how you say Raj. Raj, he does the NBC uh, – he's like the oh, news yeah. anchor out at NBC. Yeah. Uh, Barry, I think he used to be on, like, some other show nationally too. Uh, he, he interviewed – uh, John Fisher, he got like the first interview, but they he, they didn't actually have any of it on tape. 
So it just oh, was wow. like these quotes that he got where he's like, I don't know if you saw some of the John Fisher stuff. Did no, you see I haven't. it? Okay, so uh let me just read up bring up his quote that he said that he did. So you tell me if this is something that you would you actually believe. He goes, he basically goes on to say, I care, I've always cared about winning. And I've and that's the bait the main thing. That's why he got into ownership was to be was to build a winner. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, and, and he didn't even push back on any of these questions. And so you just talk about a softball interview, like very disappointing and big Raj out here from the Bay Area. Very disappointing, Raj. You got to put, you got I mean, yeah, you, you, you got you got to get some questions that's going to get to the point. No, he was just doing. You could tell he was just doing it to get basically, just to get the interview. Like he's not. I don't know. It's not. I, there was a lot. Of, he got ripped from a lot of people here in the Bay Area for that because, just like you said, the so softball with all that stuff. Do you remember Michael Irvin? By the way, he was a tall dude that used to re do reporting for the A's back yeah. in the. Do you remember him? He was like kind of yeah. good friends with Barry Zito and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you remember? He he passed away too this week. Oh wow. Uh, he was okay. young. He was only fifty five. He was a good reporter. I always liked his stuff. His take on the A's. And he was. Yeah, I just remember him because he had that good. We should have had Gary Radnich uh, interview Fisher. He he would have he would have won at him. The Radnich would have definitely. Michael Urban would have gone at him too. I know that <laughs> too. Yeah, Radnich definitely would have gone at gone at him for sure. Um, any other news and notes you got there, Johnson? Um, no. I mean, just just looking forward to the start of the season in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we got that a few more. I saw a few injuries. Uh, and what a shock Messi gets a goal in his first game as well. Um, all right, before we call the show here, winners and losers, Johnson of the week here. Who do you got for you? You start us out. You want to go loser or winner first? I'm going to go winner of the week. I'm going to go uh, basically everybody that's an NFL fan. You can rejoice. The, the season's going to start in a couple of weeks. I'm going to go Bob Barker. He lived a, he oh, said, yeah. you lived that old. You lived to be that old. You had to live the life he did. One of the best game show hosts, right? Johnson ever. And one of the best movie scenes ever in, in Happy Gilmore. So, uh, hard not, Bob Barker, uh, he passed away yesterday. The price, the price is wrong. The price is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the price is wrong. I don't, uh, just an iconic scene there with, with yeah. that. Right. I mean, iconic. The way that they're walking off that hole, like I thought you played golf. Like, you know, he's like, yeah, you should be working at the snack bar. <laughs> just, just <laughs> great. I mean, one of the best scenes that you'll you'll ever see. I mean, does it? It really does not get much better than that uh, when it comes to that. So I don't know. One of those things that will be. He, he was kind of like we didn't know him. He was he was even old when we were watching him, right? You know what I mean? Growing up. Yeah, it's I mean, like, I thought the like best part of that scene was some random fan yelling out jackass, and it really affected Adam Sandler. <laughs> jackass! <laughs> yeah, that was one of the that was one of the ones. Uh, yeah, he's and, yeah he, he always he always wanted the Red Lobster. <laughs> the Red Lobster, always to the Red Lobster. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that scene though with Happy Gilmore is one of my favorites out there. Um, and so, yeah, shout out to Winner of the Week, Bob Barker, Live the Life. Live as long as he was able to. And uh, so, yeah, winner of the week, Bob Barker there. Uh, who do you got for loser of the week, Brian? I'm going to go the Pac-12 commissioner. I mean, how do you let this happen where you're almost your whole uh, conference is getting dismantled and you're going to have West Coast teams playing on the East Coast? I think it's kind of crazy. Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford. Not necessarily the big four uh -huh. left in that conference. Definitely not the big four left in that conference at all. I go loser of the week. I'm going to go with the Steph Curry-Magic Johnson debate that I was hearing this week about Curry possibly being better than Magic Johnson. 
I love Curry more than anybody. He's not better than Magic. Just watch some of the old games of Magic Johnson. We saw how LeBron used to play against Curry when LeBron was in his prime. It's just Curry's the best shooter of all time. But Johnson, if we're saying he's he's just better than Curry, like I, that's just the way I and I'm yeah, as big a Steph Curry fan as anybody in the whole entire. I love Steph, but uh, my basketball mind would tell you I if I want to win a game, I'm probably taking Magic Johnson. I mean, they got that. They got that series on HBO Max now. About the yeah, Lakers, yeah, yeah. That so. series is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> they make Jerry West look like a psychopath. <laughs> I'm serious. In like season one, you have, they have him like throwing a phone out his window and breaking the glass. Like he wow. gets mad and he like he's like ah, like rips it off and throws it through the window. <laughs> that was that movie's insane or that show's insane. Um, so, anyways, I just think that loser. The, I hate those debates. Like it's Curry and it's Johnson. It's like you really don't. It's like it doesn't matter. But it, to me, it's Johnson. It's number one by far. Yeah, so Curry's for sure. Number one. Well, Curry's not going to say he's number two. So, anyways, that's my loser of the week as well. Um, Brian, I think that's our show for the week here on Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. Um, we covered a lot of things there. Go ahead. You got something else? I, I was gonna say next week we're gonna be getting into division pre d- division predictions and conference championship predictions and who will win the Super Bowl. Well, we're gonna do division predictions tonight on talking the gridiron. So we'll okay. do we'll cover all that tonight. I think next week what we'll do probably is we'll go off of that and probably give our Super Bowl and playoff predictions from that yeah, point okay. on. I think that's what we'll hit up next week with it. Get ready, and I think we'll preview some of the matchup, the big some of the bigger matchups here. Uh, heading into week one as well. Uh, and I think we need to do a little look back. been a little while. Maybe we do a look back at the 2003 season, see what's changed over 20 years of football uh, yeah, going into the cool. 2023 season, see how 20 years of football is a lot different to what was going on. So I think that's what we'll do as well uh, going into next week. So, again, Brian, thanks for joining me this week. Again, shout out to Variety Sports Network. Be sure to follow us over there as well at fat boy fadeaway sports please subscribe if you get the chance it means a lot uh like the video share it um we're trying to do the best we can here episode 150 appreciate john doug anybody else that's tuned in and listened to us before um just trying to bring you as much content as we can and uh do it as real as we can with it so again a little special shout out to uh, a young lady destiny this week and her family uh, think about you a lot with it brian I'll be on talking the gridiron. Sounds like you're going to be maybe able, yeah, able I'll to be there on. too. Yeah, I'll see if you can jump on with us too for a little bit there um, for that show. Should be a good one tonight. I'm always looking forward to it. So, with that yeah, said, sure. for Brian Johnson, I'm Darren Breyer. Peace. Hey, this is Brandon, CEO of the Variety Sports Network. Thank you again for watching tonight's show. Best way you can support us is by hitting that subscribe button, that like button, and hitting the notification so you don't miss out on the next show right here on the Variety Sports Network.